Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury. Hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both of our partners are quadriplegics. And after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends with Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives. Us each week as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to the Wags of SEI podcast with another episode with your host, Elena Polly and Brooke Page. Thank you for joining us. We are now in fall where the leaves are turning brown and it's sweater weather, cozy up with a nice cup of tea. And thank you for being here with us today. Yes, welcome to all our listeners around the world. We are super excited for today's episode because it's a little more personal um, and it's a little more fun. Like, why not have some more fun on the podcast, right? Um, but first, we have to send a big shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first one is Robin Wishart of Wishart Brain and Spine Law. You all know her by now. She is the official legal advocate of the Wags of SCI community. She can help with anything to do with be- uh, benefits, paperwork, look into your case for free, find resources in your area. She also can answer questions, write letters of uh, medical necessity and recommendation, and find physicians that can actually help you. Um, her and her team only focus on brain and spinal cord injuries, so they are very, very well-versed in what you're going through. So if you need an advocate or you have some legal questions, please visit wagsofsci.com and click on the legal resources tab to learn more about how we work with Robin. And you can also visit her website. It's brainandspinelaw.com. And if you contact her, just tell her the Wags of SCI sent you. Secondly, we want to do a shout out to Allie and Ben. Um, They are two members of our community that we want to highlight what they're doing because it's really, really important to the community and we love to support each other. Um, There are very few of us in the world and we want to make sure that that we're sending shout outs to all the people that really contribute to this community. So Ben is, he's all into wheelchair fitness. You may know him from his Instagram page called Adapt to Perform. You can follow him there. He has personal training plans and he does a lot of inspiring videos so um, we are really really fortunate to have him kind of in our in our community and supporting um, his partner Allie who is the wellness compass so she has done this amazing pdf guide for all wigs of SCI that is available on her website Um, you can download it for free and it's just basically a self-care guide. So if you want to know more about what Allie is doing, um, please visit thewellnesscompass.co.uk or you can find her on Instagram at the.wellness.compass and say hi to her, show her some love, share her profile. She's got a lot of inspiring videos as well. And she is a wag of SCI and she's been married to Ben for almost two years. So just love to do those shout outs for our community and support and support the community that way. So let's talk about the uh, podcast episode that we are doing today. And it's good timing because tomorrow is a new moon in Libra. 
And there's also a solar eclipse. And so you're probably wondering why the heck we're telling you about this. Well, this episode is all going to be dedicated to Libra, Libra energy, and what this has to do with the Wags of SCI community. And so, you know, a lot of you may not really be into astrology. Um, a lot of you, I think the common consensus in the world is, you know, for people that don't know about astrology, they kind of think, oh, your horoscope, when you were born, your horoscope, your daily horoscope, your monthly horoscope, it's not usually that accurate. It's just for fun. And while a lot of the times that is true, um, it's actually a very, very complex science. And both Elaine and I are interested in energetics and energies for various reasons. I am very interested in astrology, um, specifically since I did my natal birth chart a little while ago, where you go online, you search natal birth chart astrology, and you type in your birth date, where you were born, and the time you were born, and it sends you this incredibly detailed chart of where all the planets are when you were born, what energies you have in your chart, and how they impact your personality. And so ever since I did that a few years ago, I've just been so fascinated by the study of astrology. And so the purpose as to why we're doing this episode right now is we kind of want you guys to like get more of an idea of who we are behind the scenes and stuff that we're passionate about. And Elaine and I, we go for our cold dips, we do our saunas, and we go for happy hours, and we talk about stuff like this. And so we're like, why not do an episode on this, especially since this season, which is Libra season, which I mean, you would know if you're a Libra, but born between the dates of September 23rd to October 22nd, um, this energy this fall energy, this fall equinox energy is all about relationships, relationship dynamics, and harmony and balance. So if you know Libra, the sign of a Libra is the scales, right? I'm sure you've seen that, you know, when you're looking at horoscopes for fun. Um, But even if you're not into horoscopes, I think you're going to find this episode very interesting because we are recording this on October 13th, Friday the 13th. Tomorrow is the solar eclipse and the new moon. And it's been a few weeks now where we have been in Libra season. And so as we talk about these energies and how they apply to caregiving and our own personal lives and our own personal relationships, you can kind of look and see where these energies have influenced you over the past few weeks, because like it or not, it is a thing. It is a science. It is something that a lot of people take very seriously. And if you go deeper than just your daily or monthly horoscope, you will see that a lot of it is very, very accurate. Um, so today, in today's episode, we're going to talk about harmonious energies and relationship energies and how these energies are working through us in our relationships. Um, and so one of my favorite Canadian astrologers. Her name is Renata Tarovsky. She's on Instagram and she's amazing, but she knows so much about this stuff. And she's a, she's a very, very serious astrologer and she's a scientist. And so basically she says that this energy is going to illuminate relationship imbalances, where you are out of harmony in your life and how your people pleasing or need to be liked is costing you your inner peace. So I thought that was very powerful because that in itself shows what Libra energy is. And immediately we were like, okay, we need to do an episode on this because we are all about relationships 
on the Wags of STI podcast and the Wags of STI community and working around your relationship difficulties and through your difficulties in order to make the most out of your partnerships. And so I have seen over the past few weeks, I don't know about you, Elena, but I have seen a lot of relationship dynamics, not just in our romantic relationships, but in relationships in general, a lot of imbalances have been shown. Um, And what happens during these times is these things get brought to the surface so you can see them and so you can notice them. So anyone listening right now, try and think about how these um, relationship imbalances have been shown in your life in the past few weeks. And there's another you know, week and a half of Libra season to go. So it gives you a really good opportunity to work on these things. So now that I've kind of introduced the episode, introduced the podcast, got us all thinking about it. We have some like little snippets that we wanted to talk about, about how these energies may manifest in your personal life and in your relationships. And they'll kind of get the juices flowing. But I kind of wanted to start by asking Elena what she thinks of this statement. So Elena, I'm going to ask you this. What are your thoughts on this statement? And what are the first things that come to mind for you? So this is a statement. You better start learning the difference between who is gold and who is simply gold-plated. Looking at that statement, do you kind of, I don't know, feel anything over the past few weeks that um, kind of has have that manifested in your life? It's so funny that you say that because here in Canada, we just celebrated Thanksgiving as well. And um, that is a time when we get together with our, with our friends and families. So not only is it Libra season and it's testing all our relationships, but that's a, also a really good time to see people that you may not have had the time to see. Um, I feel like we have a lot of very, like in our personal connections, we, you know, with friends and family, we're very blessed to have a lot of, a lot of gold in our lives, but I always find the gold plated comes out too, right? And you and I talk about this all the time. It's a really very common statement in the Wags of SCI community, um, particularly on the Wags of SCI private discussion group, because this is sort of an at, a very natural way of life that once your partner or family member becomes sick or injured, it really tests people's... Uh, it, it, it tests how strong people are and how strong your connections with people are and whether they're, you know, capable in their own lives, in their own vulnerability, in their own emotional well-being to support somebody who has become either critically ill or injured. And um, I, I think that it's, it's definitely been presented. I know that a lot of, a lot of the community members that we have have stated that they just simply don't have family support any longer, or they have completely different friends now, or they feel like they've lost a lot of friends after, after spinal cord injury. And I, I think there's a few things happening there. One is what I had just mentioned is that a lot of people just don't have the the ground within themselves, like they don't have a solid foundation to begin with, to be able to support somebody else. But also with with age, people drift apart. And the older we get, I, I find that you start, you start to realize that you only really need a couple really good friends, and that 
you know, those couple good friends, you still only see very seldomly unless you're a really social person and you, you like to go to lots of events or host a lot of events. But especially in this life, you really only need a couple really solid people because the spinal cord injury life can be very unpredictable. Any sort of illness can make life very unpredictable. There will be plans that you have to cancel. There will be a lot of times that you might not be able to, or maybe you don't feel like it. You, you may not feel like showing up or going out or you're going to have to reschedule. So I often wonder if other people kind of flipping this statement on its head, if other people see as us as just gold plated and maybe not solid gold, because we've had to bail out on so many different opportunities or meetups or dinners. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about that? No, that's a really good point. And like, I feel like it's a really good time to talk about that because, um, like different perspectives and the way people see things it's 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 a fine art to have the level of empathy that it takes and the level of awareness that it takes to like flip things around and put yourself in other people's shoes um not saying that you know the way they treat you or the way they react to you or the way they they have their relationship issues is is right and reality but it's a perspective it's a lens right and so to be able to flip it around and say hmm i wonder what if people think we're just gold plated and we're not actually gold, I don't know. What do you guys think out there listening? We don't know. But now's the time to voice if you think that or not, because it's Libra season and it's the time of relationships and expressing, you know, yeah. your truth, creating harmony. Um, I, think, I think this will be a good question for us to post today on the private discussion group. And yeah. just give, because I know that it's, it's very common. And it's very easy when you're having a really tough time. Let's say your partner is not feeling well, or you're presented with, with all sorts of medical challenges or just SCI life in general, right? A lot of surprises, yeah. anything can yeah. happen at any given moment. Yeah. Um, that I think that it, it can be very easy to become anxious, sad, depressed, angry, whatever, fill in the blank, that sometimes it's kind of to make light of it, to flip things, right? Just flip it yeah. and just look at it from a different perspective and kind of laugh about it. Being like, wait a minute, am I just gold plated? Is it just me? Is it me that we're talking about? Is it is it us that we're talking about? Instead of just taking everything like, oh my God, it's everybody else's fault. Why can't they understand? Why can't they just see? It's so hard. We have accessibility issues. It's so hard going anywhere. I mean, that happens, right? And and it's one of those things that like, it's like a tumbleweed. Once that begins, those thoughts tumble into a big snowball. <laughs> and before you know it, you're, you're, you know, you're stuck in the snowball and you can't get out. So it's always really, really For fun sure. just to switch things around. Which yeah, I think us, that's really good. Uh, which brings us to the next point. And this time I'm going to ask you this statement and you let us know what you think, Brooke. And you listening out there, I hope that you're able to, I hope these things are also able to resonate with you and give you a bit of uh, space to think about these statements as well, wherever you are listening to this. So you didn't become selfish. You saw through their bullshit and became harder to manipulate. What do you think about that statement that you did not become selfish, but you, you just saw through people's bullshit and you just became more difficult for others to manipulate? Well, it's very interesting because my dad is going through a hard time right now with his health. And I grew up in a very interesting situation where, you know, we won't get into details because I think he listens to the podcast sometimes. (laughs) Um, But 
we had a, a challenging dynamic growing up and we still have a challenging dynamic. And, um, you know, I had to create boundaries with him that he may not understand or he hasn't understood. And, you know, I, I think this can apply to the caregiving community as well, you know, because the energies of Libra is Libra month and fall is very much balance and harmony. Well, how do you create balance and harmony? You create balance and harmony in your own life with boundaries, with telling people no, right? We always talk about this on the podcast, but this is the energy of Libra where it's manifesting as like these things are getting brought up, these challenges. So for me, the challenge of my dad's health and, you know, <clears throat> going to be with him by his side when, you know, things are not going well for him and him living in a slightly different reality than me. And, you know, it's very, very challenging, these relationship dynamics. There are no quick answers. However, you have to maintain your boundaries, you know, even if somebody thinks that, you know, you're going crazy or you aren't doing what I want anymore. Yes, that's true because I'm trying to create my own balance and my own harmony. And for whatever reason, it doesn't align with what you're asking of me, right? So this is like the cool thing about what's been going on in my personal life is I see it and I relate it so much to what happened um, during my partner's injury and having to create boundaries with family because um, it's not sustainable when you're being drained from both ends, right? Like you said, this life is hard enough right? We always talk about this. This life is hard enough. Um, you have to say no, you have to enforce your boundaries. And there's those phases when you first start enforcing boundaries. And when you first start saying, no, I'm not doing this anymore, where your body reacts, you know, for me, sometimes I get heartburn whenever I enforce my boundaries, because my body is trained in a different way, right? My body is saying, no, I'm used to being a people pleaser. No, I need to make sure that he's comfortable so I can feel comfortable. So when I enforce the boundaries and I say, you know what, you're on your own for this one. You have to look after this. I'm not doing this this time, or I'm not going to be there and do this because it's too draining. Um, it's not being selfish. It's holding your own. And that is the core essence of the Libra energy is holding your own to create your own balance. And for those of you out there wondering, I personally am a Libra. My birthday is October 7th. So that's why I'm super passionate. And I feel super at home in this month. Um, because I, you know, I am a Libra, but yeah, these, these things happen where you're setting these boundaries and you tell yourself that you're being selfish or you're being unreasonable, but it's just your mind chatter. It's just your training that is yelling back at you saying, you shouldn't do this. You should still people please. Even when it comes to your partner, right? I'm sure all of us have had experiences, especially in the past couple of weeks that has tested this within our partnerships. Um, and yeah, definitely something to think about throughout the, the final week and a half of Libra season for sure. Um, mm. So there's another statement here that actually ties into what we were just talking about. If you say no to somebody and they get angry, it doesn't mean you've said yes. You got to be cool with the fact that sometimes you'll disappoint people if it means maintaining your inner peace. So that's kind of just elaborating on what I was just saying and how I've really, really seen this um, manifest in the past few weeks. Maybe that's just because I am a Libra, but I've really seen examples of this where um, you're, you, you're training toys with you. You're training and your mind wants you to um, say yes to things that you know you should say no to, right, for your own health. And that's such a hard one, especially being a caregiver when we're so trained, we become yeah. so trained over the years to just say yes, and not necessarily to our partners. I'm, I, I think that this um, seeps into other 
parts of other relationships as well, right? For sure. For sure. hundred um, percent. So let's move on to the next statement surrounding Libra season. You got to stop making excuses for the people that you allow to take advantage of you. How does that one sit with you, Elena? Oh, God. <laughs> no comment. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, but- I'm not participating in this one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to decide to skip this one out. It's very true, though. You have to stop making excuses for the people that you allow to take advantage of you because. Well, even in just that statement of like, allow in capitals, right. that, in, that in itself is huge because a lot of people don't think that they're creating any of this or causing any of this. And they think people are doing things to them, which is just not true ever. Um, you know, you're allowing things to happen, no matter what level of allowance you're allowing, you're still allowing, right? It could be years of allowing the same behavior. Um, it could be like, you know, a couple of weeks of allowing that behavior, but you're still allowing that behavior. Um, so it's true. Yeah, it's true. And I, I know that I'm a big sucker for this because, um, I see this in all of my relationships. Uh, when like going back to your statement about saying no, I always start to bargain with myself. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I could just this one time or, okay, maybe I could do that. Or, wow, that was a really stressful situation. Let me have a glass of wine and think about this. And then maybe I'll respond. And usually that's like the worst time to respond to be like, you know what? I'll, I'll do that. I can do that. And then especially, um, since our partner's injury, since Dan's injury, I always, my thing I always went back to was, well, I can do that. I physically can, can go and do that. I like my mom used to, when she would call me in, in frantic panics, um, to, to come rescue her because my mom had Parkinson's for many years before she passed away. Um, I would jump without even thinking, I would just like jump in my car and drive the five hour drive and just show up. And I, and my thing was always like, well, I can jump in my car and I can, you know, I, I can walk to my car. I can get in my car. I can go drive my car. I can get there. I can physically do these things. Not, you know, not like my partner who can't do these things. So I should do that. And then over the years, I'm like, why am I making deals and contracts and bargains with myself? And then before you know it, like you said, your body starts to respond and then you ask yourself, you're like, well, I've, I've been lying in bed. I have insomnia. Tomorrow I'm going to have a big migraine. Maybe my neck will be very stiff. And it's because you're not even honoring yourself anymore. You've completely lost what it is that you said you would not do. You would not sacrifice yourself. But you you start this like bargaining process, right? Yeah. Well, that's thanks for sharing that. That's very um, true. Definitely. Um, I think that'll hit a lot of notes with a lot of people listening. Um, so let's move on to the next one (laughs) and this one i swear we could do it well i think we could do an entire podcast on each of these but we're just running we're going to run through that maybe we will but we're just going to run through them today um and kind of apply the libra energetics to each of them and how we see them in ourselves in the community but this one okay people don't trigger you they trigger your trigger And your triggers point to what needs to be healed, integrated, accepted, and resolved within you. So that's Mm. (laughs) then why do I feel like I'm triggered all the time? (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like some of the things that we say 
trigger people and I, which is okay. I think it's being able to be okay with that because believe it or not, we're human, we're energy, we're interacting with energy all the time. Everybody is energy. If you were not energy, then you wouldn't be alive. You wouldn't be here. So of course, you know, when you get that sensation, when somebody comes into your room, maybe they've come a little too close to you and you get like the shivers. You're like, Ooh, or somebody enters the room and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I just got a weird vibe from vibe. That's what everybody, that's a cool term now, right? It's that vibe. I got a weird vibe or a bad vibe or bad juju. Um, or you get a really good vibe from somebody. So that's, I mean, that's how it works. Of course, you're going to yeah. be, you're either going to be triggered or, you know, when you meet somebody and you're just like automatically drawn to their energy or to them, or you like something about them or you like everything about them. And you're like, that's just a cool person. Or when you meet somebody and you know that you're going to be friends, you're like, that's it. I can tell. I can tell that we are going to be friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, that's what I think is really, really cool about being on the healing journey and being radically self-accountable is that all of these triggers are pointing to something within you. It's like, you know, I mean, that is so powerful in itself. And just to go through life thinking about that, oh, this person is really annoying me. Why am I so annoyed? Let's meditate on that for a second. Let's meditate on why I'm so annoyed right now. What is this bringing up in me? How does this remind me of something else that happened to me? I mean, that literally, to me, that is the healing journey in itself. That's why I'm like, okay, this is a huge one, (laughs) right? Because it's like, that is the healing journey. That is like how, when you are trying to heal, you need to go about your day doing that. Like, who is triggering me? Why are they triggering me? What is this pulling up? What does this have to do with anything? Well, here it is. And you'll usually get answers when you ask these things within your mind. You'll get answers within, you know, an hour, within a second, within a day, you'll get the answer. So, well, at least that's what I find. And I know um, a lot of people who are really working on themselves, it's it's very similar where you, where you get these answers to these triggers. I have a little interesting story about this, and this mm-hmm. will apply to all the caregivers. This happened to me this morning. Um, so I was getting my partner ready for um, his bowel routine, getting him into his commode. And um, so sometimes in the morning when he has to go, he'll be, he'll get like, slight ad it's not really ad it's more just like sweating he'll be sweating and so what happens is because he doesn't want to wake wake me up too early he will kind of just grin and bear it for a couple of hours in bed and i'm sure there's a lot of of women who know what i'm talking about where he'll just be like okay i've got to go but you know i'll let her sleep a little while longer and so then when i start getting him ready to you know put the sling on getting him into his commode setting him up He's already had a couple of hours of suffering where he's just been like, oh, I have to go. I have to go. Right. And so I get him ready and this and that. And he's like, you know, kind of you can feel the energy is very, very tense. And then I say to him as I'm rolling him into the bathroom, I'm like, Evan, I'm like, just relax, just relax, just take some breaths, just relax. And so for whatever reason, you can say it as nicely as you want to say it, but when the person is triggered by that, it brings back a whole bunch of stuff. And then the overreactions happen where that person is already heightened in their sensitivity. That person is already being triggered. And then the floodgates open where it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Um, this and that, what are you, what are you saying? Da, 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 da. What are you saying? Just relax. I'm trying to relax and I can't relax. And, and you know, you've said this before and I'm doing my best and, At that point, 
you realize this has nothing to do with what I said, because I am a different person not going through his experience. This has everything to do with him being triggered by something I said, that it doesn't matter really what I said, if it triggers something, it'll set that person off and vice versa. You know, this has happened so many times for me, where he said something to me that triggers something that has happened before that probably doesn't even have to do with him. And I will get really upset. And he'll be like, wait a second, I didn't say anything that bad, you know, and for instance, this morning, you know, he would say to me when he's in his like heightened state, oh, you know, if you could just not say that. And so I said to him, I'm like, listen, babe, I love you, but this, it's not my job to understand and know your triggers, right? I am not going to be walking on eggshells like that. I don't know what you're feeling. I can't assume I know what you're feeling. So if I say something, the only thing you can do is monitor your reaction. So if you're going to have an explosion like that, okay, fine. But it's not up to me to walk on eggshells. And this is the thing, like speaking about my dad earlier, this is one of the things I learned when I was growing up and trying to heal from what I was trained to do when I was growing up, which was manage the emotional state of my dad because he wasn't capable of doing that himself. Right. And so that kind of trails into everything. And I literally have put up that boundary and said, you know what, it's not my job to make sure that I manage your state for you. You are responsible for that. And then immediately it's like heartburn. (laughs) Ah, I shouldn't have said that. But then it's like, no, I should have said that. That's my own boundary. Right. And then things slowly resolve after that because you're staying true to yourself. Right. Well, and you could also view the heartburn as like a way to, cause it's the burning, right? Um, like, like the burning, like let it burn, like let those feelings, yeah, let those sure. burn and dissolve out of your body, yeah. even though it's like so painful, but so is burning. Yeah. So, yeah. Is bur- <laughs> so is burning down to the crown and rebuilding. That's very painful. Well, and I just think those ways of looking at things are so important when you're trying to shift your perspective out of like, it's her fault. I'm a victim. Like when you're trying to shift yourself out of that, that what you just said, that perspective of like, well, it's this, this, this physical symptom is this trying to leave your body. It's actually painful, but it's actually good. And that's just literally a microcosm of like everything right in the healing journey where there's even in physical healing, right? I mean, new German medicine, if anyone's interested in like the the relationship between pain and something healing, definitely look into new German medicine because that's their whole model is like the pain, the physical symptom is the body trying to recalibrate itself. So I love that you, that you brought that up because that's, uh, that's definitely a really good way to look at, look at that. Well, and it, and it also brings me to the point that this is, I just want to quickly mention, this is the third season that Brooke and I have began doing the cold swims again. So this is the third, third season, well, third fall, winter, fall, I guess we're going into year three, where we go into the ocean. And a lot of people will say here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, that you're crazy. Why would you go into the ocean when it's what October? Um, and it's, it's very uncomfortable and, oh my God, how can you do that? Like, I know my pottery crew, when I leave pottery and I say, oh, I'm going to go meet Brooke at Kitsilano beach for a swim. Um, they're like, Elena, you're going to be hyperthermic. You're going to die. And every time I smile and I'm like, but I'm also going to live. What if I live? (laughs) Right. And it's, it's, again, it's that 
it's it's the discomfort, the pain, the things the things that we have in our minds, like the fear. The, what, what do you fear? It's the fear itself, the ideas around a situation that you have created through your frame of reference, whether it's from a movie or somebody or something that you were taught or you were told or you know, while you're growing up, you collect these ideas of how things are going to be. And until you experience it yourself and you commit to a practice yourself, you will not know until you actually do that. So again, yes, it is very painful. Of course, it's uncomfortable. It's not like you and I get into the ocean water and we're like, oh my God, it's like bath water. This is amazing. No, what usually happens when we get in? Yeah, we we get in and it's really uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden it's just like, no, you can do hard things. Totally. Like, we panic. We lose our breath. You have to breathe <laughs> through it. We are sometimes we're screaming, yelling, crying, whatever. Right. A lot of things come up, but they're there for you to for them to come up so you can release them out of your body. So it's not stored in your body to later manifest itself into disease, disease to be you know, to not be an ease. I don't want that. Do you want that? No. So it's like, I'd rather do the work now. I'd rather have the pain now, the pain and the suffering yeah. now for a very short, short, short period of time to be able to get the physiological and mental benefit benefits from it. I mean, it, and then you get out of the water 20 minutes. What are we at yeah. now? You, 30 minutes. You get out of the water after 30 minutes and you look around and every, the world looks a little bit clearer and things look a little bit different and you realize you didn't die. You're not hypothermic. You've, you've created a good practice. Yeah. And it's, it's literally practicing so that you know, the story that I talked about earlier, setting the boundary and getting that heartburn, you can work through that because you know that you're doing what is good for you, what is what you have committed to. So ice dipping and, you know, doing cold and hot exposure, it's the same thing. You know, it's good for you. You don't really want to do it because you've been trained that, you know, you shouldn't do it, but you know, it's good for you and you know, the benefits are there. So you keep going through the pain. And that's, you know, I think that is the lesson from boundary setting in general is you have to be strong enough in that boundary to know that your mind body complex will fight you on it. Right. And you have to be strong enough to work through that. Um, as you know, (laughs) I mean, I think we've proven that it takes years and years and years to work through, um, a lot of the training that you've done. Um, as a person and as a young person and what you've trained yourself to go through, even with this injury, you know, how you've trained yourself to be a people pleaser. I'm saying you, not you, Elena. I just mean in general, how a lot of us have trained ourselves to be people pleasers, (laughs) right? We've trained ourselves to be people pleasers and then you try and get out of it. And it's like, no, 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 because the body wants to protect you, right? You've trained me in a certain way. Why are you not doing that anymore? No, 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 no. I am the parent of my own body. I am at the head table, right? I am the one that gets to decide this and I will work through the discomfort in order to find my new balance. So this is is a perfect season to do this. Yes, which is a big practice. So if you if you don't succeed the first few times, <laughs> actually, you will not succeed the first few times. And that's okay. And having that patience and kindness towards yourself is very, very, very important. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's move to one of the final points that we have um, before we wrap up this short but very sweet podcast. Um, So you are more than enough. Stop fucking settling. You know exactly where and with whom and take this as an opportunity to work on whatever healing you got to do to start believing that. 
So yeah. I think I think that's a good one because it, you can't heal unless you believe in the reasons why you have to heal, right? No well, one can tell you to heal. <laughs> it's hard though too. It's hard like that statement, the beginning of the statement of you are more than enough. It's so hard to like even wrap your head around that sometimes, right? When you're having those crummy days and you're you're reaching for something, whether it's like uh, something to fill a void, something to make you feel better. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe you want to go buy a new sweater. Oh, that'll make me feel better. Or maybe I'll have that piece of cake. Oh, that will make me feel better. Or maybe I'll have a conversation with somebody else and offload all my crap on them. And that'll make me feel better. Or maybe I'll just go to bed, you know, and that'll make me feel better. So we always, again, it's that, it's that compromise, that conversation of like, no, no, you need to realize that you in whatever state you are in right now are more than enough. And sometimes the best thing to do is to do absolutely nothing. Don't do anything. Don't go searching. Don't try to think, hmm, what is it? I'm bored. What is it exactly what I need? What I need to do right now? What do I need to do? Sometimes it's don't do anything. And sitting with your thoughts is one of the most difficult practices to do, right? For sure. For sure. Um, So when we think about wrapping up the harmonious or not harmonious and imbalanced season of Libra, um, this is a good one to end on. Despite how loving, fair, and understanding you may attempt to be, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And I think this is a really good one to end off on, to have people thinking, I'm going to be thinking about this one, um, because it is so, so true, especially when it comes to partnerships like ours. You cannot, it's huge, right? Like you cannot force anyone to meet you where you need to be. You have to meet yourself where you have to be, right? And you have to be okay with them not being able to meet you where you're at and And vice versa. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent vice versa. And I think it's a good thing to keep in mind though, too, especially when you come into contact with somebody like a family member or a close friend, and you're just not speaking the same language, maybe on a situation, or you have completely different views on something, or you're just like, how is this person not getting it? Like, what are they not getting? It's really good to keep that statement in mind because maybe they do not have the same container that you have. Maybe they just don't see it. And this is something you and I talk about all the time, where it's like sometimes Brooke will say to me, I just, I don't know how you can just be so like, okay with people being having complete different views than you or I don't know how you can just be okay with that and it's like it's taken so much work um over the years to be able to sit at the same table with somebody who's got completely and utterly different views than you or maybe they're going through completely and utterly different experiences than you and just being able to look at them and be like you know what that's totally okay but I, but and also to learn from the polarity of that, right? It's mm-hmm. it's very there's a lot of value in that. Yes. So, and also understanding that people cannot give you what they do not have, right? Yeah. Like when people yeah. have not met themselves, or it's like they just don't have it. Like sometimes we have these high expectations of like, why are they doing that? It's like they just don't even have it to give. So the sooner we realize that they just don't have it within themselves, they've never experienced it, they don't even know what you're talking about, the better. 
Yeah, for sure. And this applies to absolutely everyone. And like you said, um, realizing that and actually understanding that everyone has a different set of beliefs, values, expectations, conditioning from childhood perspectives on life. You realize that like everyone is doing the best that they can with the tools that they have. It takes the personalness out of it, right? Like we like to get personally Mm -hmm. offended as humans when something doesn't go our way or when someone isn't hearing what we're saying, or we're not getting the support that we need. Um, even Mm -hmm. though we're telling them what we need, you know, that in itself, realizing that is, is like a big life changer. Cause it's just, it's not personal. Right. No, I mean, never. like sometimes it's personal sometimes, right? Like sometimes if you've got like a sociopath or a narcissist <laughs> in the family that is um, personally wanting to attack you because they, to make themselves feel better, um, that in itself is also a version of that. Right. So when you realize that it's not personal, it's just, it, and this, and that, that being said, I don't like when people make excuses for that either. Like um, when it's just like, well, we can only meet them as far as they can go. And they behave like this just because they're them. It's like, no, you decide who you want to be around and who you want to learn from, right? That's another piece to the boundary thing, right? You decide if you want to be around somebody that behaves that way, right? That is up to you. You are not subjected to that. If you if you can be around somebody like that and you can get a great deal of learning from that and you value their friendship or their or them being a part of your family and you want to be around that, but that you know, that comes with boundary setting too. And believe me, we've had a lot of practice in our household doing yes. stuff like that. Right? And everybody should, everybody should practice this. But I think that the, the community of women specifically, our community of women is very, very, very good at, at practicing boundaries, especially when it comes to a hospital setting. So yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. on keeping on, keep on speaking your truth, keep on keep on standing your ground and just do it in a really loving way. There doesn't, you don't need to get angry. Yep. And we're really curious, you know, we're almost near, we're in the middle of October now and we're curious as to if you guys notice these energies of Libra, um, the planetary alignments that are happening right now, um, how they've impacted your relationships because, you know, we see it happening, some stuff happening in the world right now that um, is not very pleasant that is being acted out on the world stage. And they have, a, it has a lot to do with relationships, right? And, you know, you can talk to some of the smartest people in the world, and they can say that everything comes down to relationships, right? And how people respond to relationships and their micro relationships and their, and their macro relationships. And so yeah, we, we just thought this was really interesting. And we wanted to kind of like, plant a few seeds and get you guys, your guys's juices flowing and um, also kind of bring some of our own, you know, personal interests into the WAGS of SCI conversation for this month. And so we hope you enjoyed this kind of fun episode. If you want any more information on how to do your natal chart, um, you can visit, you can just type into Google birth chart um, or Astro Mix, and there's those two are pretty good where you can pay a fee and you can get a comprehensive birth chart um, analysis done. And it'll sh- give you a lot of insight. You can do it for your partner as well. Um, and it's very, very interesting learning about all the planets and the placements and how that impacts your not only your past, present, but your future as well, um, which I find extremely interesting the accuracy. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, 
We hope that you have a good rest of your Libra season. We are very excited this being fall and the uh, stuff that's going on in the WEGS of STI community, um, our Atlanta presentation where we are going to speak at the ACRM conference is coming up at the end of the month on Halloween to be exact. So we will be in Atlanta for a few days presenting on WEGS of STI and and, uh, caregiving research and why it's important. And then also Caregivers Awareness Month is going to be coming up next month. And we're really excited about that. And if you are not part of our newsletter, please go to our website, wagsofsci.com and sign up for the newsletter. We send periodic, mostly monthly emails that will not spam your inbox, just keeping you up to date as to what's going on in the WAGS of SCI world and what's coming up next, just so you can be more a part of it. If you're not a member of uh, social media and you want to stay up to date on what's happening, please join our mailing list. And you can also email us anytime at WAGSofSCI at gmail.com. And we would love to speak to you about your experiences as a WAG of SCI, your experiences as a, as a caregiver. And also, if you are the partner of a WAG of SCI, if you are a man or a woman out there who has a partner that is part of the WAGS of STI community, we would love to hear from you for Caregivers Awareness Month as well. So we are available 24-7 over DM and email, and we are really, really looking forward to the coming months ahead. So until next time. Oh, we forgot to mention, if you are <laughs> in the Atlanta area at the end of this month, you will possibly see us. So we will be presenting at the 100th ACRM um, conference this year. So if you're in the Atlanta area, send us a DM or an email, wagsofsei.gmail.com. And until next time, take care of yourselves and love one another. Cheers.